I'm R.J. Bell with the Sports Bang headlines for Thursday. Big day in the NBA news. Oladipo from the Rockets to the Miami Heat. This is the move with the biggest Las Vegas impact. The Heat's odds were 50 to 1 to win the title, down to 30 to 1. Another big trade. Sweet Lou Williams leaving LA, going to Atlanta. Rondo may be ready for playoff Rondo in LA. The market says, Vegas says, Clippers, you haven't improved at all. The Heat, check that. The Hawks, they have improved. Their title odds down to 150 to 1, but they were 190 to 1. Speaking of odds getting worse, LeBron James' injuries now expanded to four to six weeks. And now the Lakers' odds at the Westgate, a sharp book in Vegas, four and a half to one. That's the worst they've been all season. Here comes a four hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a Thursday, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. NBA trade deadline. Some podcasts are saying, hey, special episode. You know what? It ain't better than live. We're live to break it all down. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. Now, I'm the pro. He's the Joan L.A., Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a busy day in the NBA and on a day in which we inch closer to the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament, what is the Vegas lead here on this Thursday? Well, remember now, we always let the market tell us what's going on. I got 75, what do you need? 80. 75, let me know 80s. 80, 80, 80, last call. And what Vegas is telling us is Oladipo is the big story, the biggest story so far on the trade deadline. Yeah, and we've had a busy day in the NBA. The trade deadline, it came, it went, and we saw a lot of action, but we will start between the Miami Heat and Houston Rockets. Victor Oladipo, two-time All-Star, now on his way to South Beach. Okay, now here's a guy, Oladipo, that no doubt at various times he was on the cusp of being in that top tier in the NBA. Um, he never quite got there, in my opinion, but he was close. And I feel like that a lot of people are st- still, you know, they know he's, you know, injuries and such, you know, one big catastrophic, or well, not catastrophic, but uh, impactful one. There's a sense he's not quite what he used to be, but he's still mighty good. I'm going to question if he's mighty good. So points per game this year, Oladipo 21. His PER, now that's a stat, it's an advanced metric. John Hollinger invented it. The average in the entire league is 15. His PER this season, Oladipo, is 15.4. So he (laughs) is average. Now, uh, an apologist for Oladipo wrote, somehow they got in my notes, he said, hey, the stats got pulled down this year due to poor shooting and high turnovers. 
Yes. It reminds me of The Sopranos <laughs> when a little Jackie Jr., who you know ended up being, uh, you know, not the smartest guy in the mob. And after he passed away, they were talking about him. They said, you know, he once uh, drowned in almost drowned in three inches of water. And then they said, you know, his mom thought he was learning disabled. And then Tony says, well, yeah, he, he was pretty dumb. So it's like, yeah, we can put a different name to it, right? But <laughs> but Oladipo, it could be he's got bad stats because of the poor shooting and the you know increase in turnovers. Or maybe that's why he's a bad player or, at this point, average. His career stats, he's actually averaging less points per game in his career. So he's shooting more. He's playing for a team that had 20 straight losses recently. I don't see this being much of an upgrade. Now, the Heat, let's be honest about something. Maybe the upgrade in odds is warranted. And let's talk about that objectively. Yesterday, the Heat's odds to win the NBA title were 50 to 1. Now, 30 to 1. I feel like that upgrade is too much. But I think an upgrade is warranted. You might say, RJ, why would an average player coming to a team upgrade their odds? Well, one, the minutes he'll take, the players' minutes he takes, are they average even? Is he an upgrade? Number two, could it be the Houston and the, you know, Harden did a lot to get out of there. Whatever the mindset was on that team after he left, maybe Oladipo got swept up in that. And that's why he has poor shooting and a lot of turnovers. I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying it's impossible. And if you look at his career stats, his PR is 18. Now, that's not that much better. Like, so the best PERs are like 30. So, McKenzie and Research, maybe get this year's top couple PER numbers and who they are. You got it now? Hit me. Nikola Jokic is number one at 31. Okay. Joel Embiid is number two, uh, slightly below that at 31. One more. And then uh, Kawhi Leonard's at 27. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Giannis is in front of him at 28. All right. And then Leonard fourth. So when you have a list like that at the top, Jonas, we got to feel pretty good that that, the methodology is generally correct. 15 is Oladipo this year. That's average. The best players are double that. Oladipo in his career is 18. I think a little bit of an upgrade for the Heat, perhaps, but the reason I think it's worth it is because they haven't really give they didn't give much up this year. So to me, if I say, "Hey, give me a hundred dollars now, and I'll give you a thousand next year," most people would do that. But I'm richer today. Doesn't matter if I made a bad deal. So in that case, the deal was bad for me, but I'm richer today. Or the Heat are probably a better team today. But I don't think it was necessarily a good deal, and I don't think they're a better team by very much because of Oladipo. What do you think, Jonas? Yeah, I'm just surprised that the the odds change as much as they did because I don't see how this puts them anywhere closer to Brooklyn. I mean, I don't know if, if unless baked into the odds are them just hoping Kyrie Irving's going to have a meltdown in the postseason. I don't know how this makes. But why them, would that increase because all the depots here? I, that's the thing. I I don't I don't know what 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 goes into this. Maybe the well, I mean, what goes into it is is the way people bet, and what we know is that the futures market, and that's what this is, is not as sharp as. Game markets not as sharp as other markets. Okay. So in general, you got more casual fans that are betting in the futures. And I think there's been, and you can tell me if you agree with this. I think there's been 
a real chomping at the bit to be optimistic about the Heat this year because obviously they went to the finals last year. Right. There's a lot of speculation that teams that went deep in the playoffs were fatigued you know, with the short layoff. They also had COVID issues, injury issues. So in general, I agree the Heat's team is better than their win-loss record. I don't see why, though, Oladipo would cause the springboard to happen now other than maybe some people started paying attention because of it. I, I totally agree, and I still I would put them and and they were very popular too, a really likable team last year. So maybe there's a lot of fanfare that came along with it with their style of play, and they were the underdog story and all of that stuff. I just and and this Lamarcus Aldridge is reportedly rumored to be somebody that that, that Miami's going to pick up because he was bought out uh, by the Spurs. So maybe that helps you a little bit. But I still look at the Eastern Conference. I go, I would take Milwaukee, I take Philly, especially if Embiid is healthy, and I'm taking Brooklyn over Miami me all day. That's Jonas Songs. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. Oladipo is a multiple-time All-Star, and most recently, 2019, with the Pacers. So, I think, remember, he was what? Like the third pick in the draft for Orlando, if I remember? I like he was a, second, I think. I think he was Yeah, he was right, yeah. right up there. Yeah. And, and he's got a, one of those hard names that once you learn it, it's kind of like you remember it. So, <laughs> I think in general, his brand is just bigger than the reality, especially today, that reality. Now, the Miami Heat, I think it's not only they went far, it's not only because of the Riley factor. The Heat are obviously a team that's won the title with two contingents, you know, with Dwayne against Dallas way back in, what, 2005 or six, And then it was again with the LeBron run. Uh, it's, a, it's a team with a big brand. And remember, especially in... The futures market, that kind of stuff matters. It's not efficient. It's not maybe warranted, but that's why you can beat Vegas, by fading the biases of the public. So let's look at the Miami Heat's division odds just to show you the optimism. So, Mackenzie, in the standings right now, grab the standings. I'm going to read the odds. The Heat are minus 270. Minus 270 to win the division. So 100, or you got to bet 270 to win 100 on the Heat. The Hawks, who have been hot, 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 and they're in a trade here that we're going to talk about next. They're a plus 210. 100 wins you 210. Now, if we look at the standings, which are, McKenzie? The Hornets are leading the division at 22 and 21. And by the way, the Hornets are 10 to 1 to win the division. The Heat and the Hawks are tied both a half game back. Now, think about that. You've got a team that's in front that's 10 to 1. Now, again, Ball got hurt, so it matters. He was almost certainly going to be the rookie of the year. Now you got the Hawks and the Heat are tied, but one's minus 270. There's just a general <laughs> sense the Heat are better than their record. But that was the case yesterday, too. That's where I agree with you. This is fairly irrational, the, the movement from Vegas. Oladipo improved the Heat saw significantly, now down to 30-1. to one. Let's take a look at Sweet Lou Williams. Yeah, and uh, Sweet Lou Williams is on his way home. Well, home if you consider Magic City home because he is on his way to the Atlanta Hawks in exchange <laughs> for Rajon Rondo, who comes back and is now a member of the L.A. Clippers. I guess uh, the GM came in and said, I got some good news and I got some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the wings you can eat. Wouldn't it be funny? If I was him, honestly, you got to lean into it now. 
Go get a sponsorship there. I, I think he put a trademark on Lemon Pepper Lou. I think that Ooh. was that was something that, like, one of those names that was given to him as people were having fun with him, I think he put a trademark on one of those, if I'm not mistaken. Hey, you got to appreciate that. <laughs> okay, so Lou Williams for Rondo. Now, here's the reality. Rondo has been a massive disappointment for Atlanta. By the same token, Rondo was a shocking contributor to the Lakers title. The case could be made Lakers don't win the title without Rondo. Yeah. Here's a guy that that was on the scrap heap. I mean, was effectively on the scrap heap. It was over and he was you could almost say the third most important player on that Lakers team. Mackenzie, you know the NBA pretty well. Where did you put last year for the Lakers in the playoffs? Where would you put Rondo? Third with a bullet. I think way better than Kuzma or anybody else they were getting out there. Yeah. What do you think, Jonas? Did you agree with that? That Rondo yeah. is probably the third most valuable? Yeah, he really does step his game up when he gets to the postseason, which is which is great considering once you get there, he's really, really good and he helps your team out and he's got leadership and all these qualities and he appears to shoot better and play better. But then you just wonder, well, what's he doing during the regular season? I mean, it's all well, I, we I know so what he's doing. He's collecting his paycheck. <laughs> I, I guess. So that's the question is if he had got traded to a playoff team that was, let's say, Charlotte, all right? Let's say he got traded to Char- Charlotte because, in theory, all right, ball, point guard, I don't think I would have given him at any value because Rondo isn't past not playing hard in the playoffs. It just matters what teams he's on. But when you got Kawhi there, especially, unless you want to fight, I think you're going to be playing hard. So I think him going to maybe one of the two teams, the Lakers, I think, and oh, I know, you know, in the Clippers, and maybe, maybe you could say the Nets, but who knows? He might be the type to tell those guys, I don't care what you think. So, in a way, if there's any team Rondo's going to have an effect on, the Clippers was one of those small handful, but the betting market has not changed. Now, remember, they gave up Lou Williams now. The Heat didn't give up very much now. The Lou Williams is a guy that you know, I heard when he was hurt last year and the Clippers weren't winning, that was why. Remember that, Jonas? Is it yeah. wait till they get Lou Williams back? He he was always a bucket off the bench. Whenever you whenever you brought him in, he was scoring. He was uh, sixth man of the year multiple times over. And so if, if you know one of your top two guys couldn't get it going, you bring in Lou Williams, and he's he's got the capability of putting up a forty spot in any at any point during the season. Yeah, so when he was sixth man of the year, he had 20 points per game. Last year, he averaged 18 points per game. This year, 12. The wings are weighing him down, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the big takeaways here. In the free agency signing, Miami Heat get Oladipo. Odds surge from 51 to 30 to 1. We think it's an overreaction. Oladipo's PR this year, average, dead average. But the Heat did not give up much this year. Didn't give up much at all, really. Avery Bradley and a 2022 first-round swap rights the Rockets get. So somehow the Rockets have better record than the Heat. I'm thinking that's not going to happen in 2022. I'm just guessing. (laughs) All right. When we come back, we're going to talk a little more NBA because LeBron James, oh, look, there's been an extension in his injury timeline. I think that's why the odds have been dropping on the Lakers. We got two key players. They both need to be healthy. 
them being hurt now doesn't really hurt the team in the playoffs, but it makes it a bigger question if they're going to be there in the playoffs. We'll dig into that. That's coming up next, but first, don't forget to check where you rank in Fox Sports Radio's M-Drive Million Dollar Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. There are no perfect bracket remaining, so now, so no million-dollar winners. So the million dollars is gone, but it's still up for grabs. The $1,000 for the listener in first place, $300 for second place, and $200 for third place. Stacy E. is the listener currently in first place through the first two rounds. And Chris Broussard is leading the host bracket. The full standings can be accessed via FoxSportsRadio.com. It's the M Drive Million Dollar Bracket Challenge. Refind your prime with M Drive. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion, and I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who's ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Merriman on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you can get your podcast. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words and the heavens. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will get an update on the injury status of LeBron James. And bottom of the hour, an entirely new segment called Running the Board. Mm, that sounds exciting, Jonas, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, there's a, a lot uh, a lot to it. It's very uh, in-depth. There's a lot of a uh, lot of things to get to. Not but, really. Uh, if, if anybody can. Yeah, but if you hype it up uh, big enough, that more people will stick around to Some, listen. Sometimes people just love simplicity. Right? You know me. I just crave. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> this is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. Thank you so much for the support. And we're going to keep fighting to deliver the best value we can to you for the sports batters and for the non-sports batters. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas. Right here in Vegas on the Strip. 68 degrees. The neon is flowing. And RJ, we got an update from Sham Sharania from Stadium who reported earlier today that LeBron James will be out four to six weeks with his eye ankle sprain. That source was who from where? Uh, Sham Sharania. From where, though? <laughs> from Stadium. Which, I don't know what that... What is Stadium? It's like a website. Like a, Okay, I had never on, heard yeah. of that before. Yeah. Is it like a big... Is that a big one? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he left The Athletic to go to Stadium. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't know so. if you were saying he was at the stadium, no. you know, like <laughs> texting <laughs> it to you. Yeah, I don't even know if the stadiums are open yet in California. So. <laughs> yes, yeah, good point. So... This is why the Lakers' odds have dropped. You might say first-level analysis is, of course, LeBron is great. He gets hurt. Well, what would the odds do other than drop? Okay, that's first level. Next level is, does it really matter with questionable numbers of fans that's going to be there? And even if there were going to be a full house, which there won't be, do the Lakers really need home court? 
That's the next level. Here's the third level. Any extension of this injury is a sign that maybe there's something else wrong. Remember, LeBron went his whole career hardly with an injury. Now, in two of the last three seasons, he's had a major injury. Six weeks is a major injury. So, I think with LeBron, there's less concern about that. But I think with AD, do we have any idea? How long has it been? How long has AD been? I know when he got hurt initially, Jonas, it was like three weeks he was supposed to be out. How long has it been? I, I have heard that they're going to reevaluate him every two weeks. That's that's what I. That's had heard. scary. That that's yeah. scary. And I think he went down. If I have the if I have the math on this correct, I think he went down in February, in yep. mid February. Yeah, Valentine's so, Day. Yeah. So we're now. So we're what? More than eight weeks. We're nine weeks in. Yeah. Oh wait, February. To, okay, so we're saying five weeks right yeah, now. Five so. weeks. Yes. Okay, and now every two weeks they're going to take a gander. <laughs> that's that's what I saw. That was one of the reports that I'd heard. Okay, that doesn't sound so good, does it? No. Now, it what's the odds of the Lakers winning the title if AD's out during the playoffs? Almost nil. Almost nothing. So what we're saying is, will this affect the Lakers in the playoffs if LeBron's there and AD's there? No. But the reason the odds have dropped, and Westgate's one of the sharpest books in Vegas. Now, what's a sharp book? A sharp book means they take big bets from professional batters. Other books are scared of that. They don't want any bets from professional batters. So the sharp book feels like they're sharp. They can butt heads with a guy like Fezzik. Well, when they move, it means either they have an opinion or one of their big betters they respect have an opinion. And right now at the Westgate, it's plus 450 on the Lakers to win the title. Now, if I'm not mistaken, McKenzie, maybe pull up the archive. The Lakers were like 2-1 to one not that long ago, right? Yeah. Even at the Westgate, yeah. All right, two to one. So if you you not that long ago, if you bet a hundred to win two hundred on the Lakers, that was the bet. A hundred to win two hundred if they won the title. Now it's a hundred to win four fifty. Okay, so the payoffs more than doubled at one specific book, and been doubled generally. Why would that be? Is it there's whispers that AD really is in trouble? Maybe I don't know. But what I know is, would anyone here be shocked? If AD is either out of the playoffs or hobbled or comes late, Jonas, would you be shocked? No, not at all. No, I, I think I think that's the concern with this because we've seen other players, you know, deal with similar soreness and issues, uh, and try and rest and come back, and bad things have happened. Whether it was Richard Sherman a few years back with Seattle, whether it was Kevin Durant, which we all saw play out in the finals, I, I think there's real skepticism that he's going to be able to come back and be 100. percent And you know, it's funny because you're talking about resting almost as if it's a choice. Like let's not risk it let's wait but if that's the case then he could come back anytime he wanted it's a choice and that's fine but the point i'm making is that if that were the case why would they be checking every two weeks yeah exactly right? so in general it feels like he's it's almost like a wound on the battlefield that hey um i know it smells bad from the gangrene but you know every two weeks we'll take off the bandages and see <laughs> I, i'm not ready to say that's the favor and when you got a, a nets team that's playing shockingly well and they're the favorites right now, shockingly well, without their best player. I mean, by all accounts, now maybe we can question that, but Kevin Durant's the best player on the Nets, right? As good as Harden's playing. Yeah. 
right? And yeah. and you got other, you know, Utah Jazz, you got Phoenix, you got Philadelphia playing shockingly well without Embiid. I don't think that there's any to me the Lakers were not a foregone conclusion even when they were healthy. Now with two major injuries, tell you right now, I am not optimistic about LA and either is the betting market plus 450 now in the Lakers, clearly behind the Nets. All right, let's unveil. Oh, go ahead, Jonas. Wrap up. Well, I was going to ask, where do they rank in the Western Conference as far as winning the West? Are, are they are they still the leader, or are they are they yep. starting to slip there? So, Mackenzie, read the top four or five or the four favorites in to win the NBA title, but only West teams. So you got the Lakers. You got the Clippers. Oh, what's the odds? Clippers are uh, five and a half to one. The Lakers are three to one consensus. All right, so now let's talk about that for a second. Lakers are three to one. If you shop for them, but at this super sharp book, they're saying, hey, come bet the Lakers here. We're giving you plus 450. So 50% more, that shows you they're taking a strong opinion anti-Lakers. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, Mackenzie. Then after the Clippers, the Jazz are next at 8.5 to 1. And then the Nuggets, they saw their title odds up uh, go up from 25 to 1 to 20 to 1 after they acquired Aaron Gordon today. They're next. And then the Suns right behind them at 25 to 1. Okay, there you go. Interesting. Uh, all right, RJ, it is time to run the board here on Straight Out of Vegas, the debut edition. And we start, of course, with a difficult name to pronounce for many. It is Nikolai Vucevic on his way from Orlando to the Chicago Bulls. Now, do you think we should have a little a, a music bed, Jonas? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, it adds, okay, adds we'll, a we'll come up with some, you know, all we'll right. come up with the, the exact right one. But I'm just going to randomly pick one here. <laughs> Let's see here. You know, we'll wait. I think, uh, oh, I got evil music for feds. I mean, I'll do that. Here we go. Let's see. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> That's what, imagine feds like talking about how he's stealing. All right, this is going to work. All right, so when I look at this, I think I am looking to bet against the Magic tomorrow night because these probably the two best players on the team. And you're going to say, wait a minute, RJ, you're telling me that's not accounted for in the line? It is. What's not going to be accounted for is psychologically. If you have a team and these are the two, two of the best guys, if not the two best, and one day they're just gone. Now, I get it. If you're like the seventh, eighth man and you might start, you're happy. But the rest of the team's thinking, oh, my God, the whole season now without these guys? I think that's a big, big negative and I think that psychology only lasts a game or so, but I would look closely against the Magic tomorrow because I think the psychology is against them because of this trade. Yeah, and I don't know that we've seen a fire sale from one team like this in a long time to where they just took their three best players and said, see you later, and just, and, just oh, dealt So who would be the third one in your mind? Well, I think Evan Fournier, um, uh, Aaron Gordon, and Vucevic all yeah, gone all right. in, in yeah, one day. Yeah, there you day. go. So... Yeah. Um, and, and I think the compounding of that makes it even more psychologically a downer. And then again, they're, they're professionals, but initially it's a problem. Yeah, Vucevic on his way to Chicago. We keep it in Chicago, but we go to the NFL next as we run the board here on straight out of Vegas to where the Chicago Bears apparently have made a decision as to their starting quarterback next season, tweeting out a picture with QB1 attached to it and a picture of Andy Dalton photoshopped in a Bears uniform. Now, a lot of people said, well, Cam Newton went to the Patriots, RJ. Why is it that you think maybe that's just move number one, but... With Chicago, you're thinking, oh, this 
is Andy Dalton's a bad, you know, bad pickup, bad signing. Here's why: because of having Nick Foles on the team with the contract he's got, they apparently they can't cut him. So the fact that he's there, you can't have three named quarterbacks that you're paying real money to. So by bringing a second one in, it was a real sign. Now that they're putting Andy Dalton QB one, it tells you two things. I was right about that. Is if they're making him clearly number one, they're not looking to trade. I mean, if they can get Russell Wilson, who knows what will happen. But otherwise, I think, and I'd be willing to bet right now that Andy Dalton or Foles will be the starter this season, or at least game one. And you might say, well, that's an easy bet. What I'm saying is, effectively, I think they're done at quarterback. And if you're the Bears, you cannot be happy. And if you're Nick Foles, you can't be happy that they're not setting up a competition. Trubisky, they had a huge amount of money in. They wanted him to succeed. And they traded for Foles just to have a competition. The fact that what they saw from Foles is so bad, they don't even want him competing effectively, not a good sign in Chicago. And you mentioned Trubisky, his former team, Chicago. His new team is Buffalo. And that brings us to the AFC East and the odds in the AFC East where the Bills are atop the division when it comes to favorites to win the division, but we do have a team creeping up towards the number two spot. And to me, this is Belichick's music. <laughs> <laughs> to me, this is interesting because Buffalo's just that much better. As much as everyone feels like the Patriots have improved greatly, the Bills are still minus money to win the division. Minus 150. Patriots plus 350. Dolphins plus 350. So, yes, New England is much, 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 much better. But, no, they're not near as good as Buffalo, who's right up there with Kansas City. And now you got to say Cleveland. They've had a good offseason. And Baltimore, those are the favorites in the East. New England's not amongst them. And we'll keep it in the AFC East, but we'll go to the bottom of the division where it is the New York Jets and their quarterback, currently Sam Darnold. A lot of rumblings that they're going to make a selection at quarterback, picking number two in the draft, but some of the odds would say different, RJ. Yeah, well, what it says is, and here's what's interesting, a lot of people are reading this the wrong way, and anytime I get a chance to crap on Sam Darnold, I like to do it, because (laughs) I want to try to even things out across the media. But the reality is that the odds have moved. Will he return to the Jets? And it minus 120 to return. So a little bit of a favorite before. Now he's minus 150. And this is about the last two weeks it's moved. But remember, always read carefully. None of it says he's going to start. So with a new coaching staff, if you have them say, listen, dude, we think that you have a chance politically it's going to be hard for us to come in with you as the A guy. We're going to draft Zach. And again, if they draft Zach Wilson, it would only make sense to keep a Sam Darnold. You're hearing about Matt Ryan, whose his signings or the contract restructuring makes Atlanta almost locked into him for two years now. But picking four, there's all kind of talk they're going to take a quarterback. Now, I've never seen a quarterback necessarily picked up four that you think is going to sit multiple years. But Jets take Wilson – Keep Darnold there and say, hey, go for it, guys. If you're Darnold, you're happy about that, right? So to me, Jonas, this is more about that that they are going to pick a quarterback. 
but obviously a young one, and thus they don't mind Darnold being there to compete with them. And and I think the Jets really are the last team and last job to compete for. If you think about it, it feels like every other spot has been taken, barring an injury. It's similar to the Cam Newton signing. It was so well, Carolina. Late the- wouldn't you say Carolina's pretty open? Okay, Carolina's pretty open, but it feels like they're targeting somebody in the draft. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't. It it seems to me similar to Cam Newton a year ago that it made sense because all the other spots were taken so you'd have a real shot at winning that job and the Jets feel like the only real shot for Sam Darnold to win a job right now. Yeah, anyone that thinks Sam Darnold would like clearly win out over Fitzpatrick or clearly win out over they're dreaming. San Francisco would not they he, they take Sam Darnold to compete. Yeah. But Jimmy G over Sam Darnold till you're blue because Sam Darnold's never had three straight games he's played well. I mean effectively. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. All right, one last break. We got a big last segment, though. I'm going to give you an early Sweet 16 pick for me. And we're going to talk about the biggest Super Bowl odds movers since free agency began. He's R.J. Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. And this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. And R.J., the NCAA tournament resumes this weekend. It is the Sweet 16, and you have a best bet in that Sweet 16. So how would you say my general hotness has been with the picks, Jonas? Uh, Scorching. Scorching? Yeah. Ahead of the crowd, I would say. All right. Let's see. Give me an R. Give me a J. What does it spell? (laughs) What do you think? I like it. (laughs) All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to keep it rolling, baby. We're going with Villanova plus eight is the current number? Yeah, there are eights out there, yep. All right, seven and a half, eight? Yeah. All right, we'll take eight because I think there's multiple ones. Plus eight, Villanova over Baylor. Now, why is this? This is real simple. Remember in Godfather 3, a lot of you didn't like three. There's actually a new cut of it up on Amazon Prime called The Death of Michael Corleone. And there's a scene that starts this movie in which he's going to invest $600 million in the Vatican Bank, Michael. And the uh, Cardinal says, all your past sins can be washed away. That's what it is for Baylor. Baylor started the year really hot. They had a COVID scare, and it went really poorly for a while. Downgrade, downgrade, downgrade. Now they've done okay in two games in the tournament in which they were clearly the better team. Now Baylor's the second favorite again. They're one of the best teams. Hold on a second. Baylor was like 8-1 to one starting the tournament. They beat a number 16 seed, which every team except one has ever done. And then they beat, you know, beat who I can't remember who they beat the next game. Wisconsin. Wisconsin, which, again, a Big Ten team that couldn't win a game hardly. And now Baylor's odds have been cut in half from 8-1 to one to 4-1? to one? 
doesn't make any sense. It's just people are so hungry for chalk here because so much is gone. They're going to latch their arms around Baylor. And Villanova has, you know what they have? A coach has been there. A coach has done it. That helps the team. And even if they didn't play in those games, they look and see the coach. They look at their uniforms. They were, what, 15 when Villanova won it? They understand some of the younger kids. And all we got to do is look at Ken Palm. Ken Palm's a great power rating site. And Ken Palm projects this line should be a four-point line. We're getting eight. There's no rhyme or reason to getting eight. We, listen, there's no short things. But the value here is on Villanova. Best bet, Villanova, plus eight, sweet 16. And so, RJ, as we transition from the best bet on Villanova, we take a look at the teams with up arrow and down arrows next to their name when it comes to how the future looks in the NFL. And we start in the AFC East with the New England Patriots. This is simple, but it's important. The Patriots did overpay in some spots. But because they had such a big shopping list, they overpaid for the right reason, meaning they needed to replace so many players they couldn't wait and try to be cheap and then miss out. There's no other player. This isn't like the supermarket. So, yes, New England paid a lot, but they had to because they had so many players they needed to procure. And thus, I think New England did very well for themselves. Next up, we go to the NFC North, the team that's been criticized much this offseason. It is the Chicago Bears. But their odds have an up arrow. It doesn't make any sense, right? It does, and here's why. By multiple reports... The Bears in Seattle aren't done. We don't have any idea if Seattle's locked in to saying no for Russell, and it's possible they're not. You know the Bears are getting desperate. So to me, they would probably throw Andy Dalton that deal, who knows what, but there's still a chance they're going to get Russell Wilson, the Bears, and thus the odds of actually doing a bad time for the Bears have improved. Another team with an up arrow next to them is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champs. This is simple. We've never seen a team that re-signed so many players to run it back. A.B.'s still out. We'll see. But otherwise, you just got to give the Bucs massive props for this and Brady massive props. And a Super Bowl team? Odds improving in the offseason? I don't think I've ever seen it. It's, it's impressive. And next, we go to where the arrow points south, the AFC South, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, this is interesting. About two weeks ago, we did a list, Jonas, you remember, who had the most money available for free agency. We thought, hey, you got the money. Now's the year to spend it. And we thought, look, they're bringing in the savior at quarterback Jacksonville, maybe they're going to get ready for a push this year. We were talking division odds. They haven't spent as much money, and they've had some signings that some people have raised their eyebrows at. So even though this is a time Jacksonville should have surged like New England, they didn't. And the reason is they've been frugal with the money, and they haven't been smart in the signings they've made. And the GM they picked, a lot of people in the league don't think he's the right guy for the job. Jacksonville down arrow I think is warranted. We are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, for a full preview of the Sweet 16 right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas!